Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host of Artful Living, here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And let's not forget, every radio program that we have here at WKXL is available on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. So thank you for joining us today, and uh, it's a pleasure to welcome a gentleman who is a uh, musician extraordinaire. His name is Keith Belanger, and Keith is from Derry, New Hampshire, and uh, it's great that he's decided to come in and, and have this chat with us, because you're a busy guy. Uh, I am busy. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. Thanks for having me in. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So um, actually, we did sort of work together, a very short, um, like one half rehearsal gig <laughs> with one show. It was one of those, let's just do it fast kind of concerts. And um, I was really, really impressed with the level of your, and the depth, actually, of your uh, playing and accompaniment, the singers that were performing in that concert. Um, also, I, I know that you have a gig coming up in July at the end of the month um, at the Capitol Center. Correct. And I wanted to, I thought that that would be a great, you know, way for us to have you in here and let people know what's going on with Keith Belanger and, and the music that you're offering the public. Sure. So, yeah, that... That opera concert we did was a lot of fun. It was a, a different challenge for me. But the um, the the gig in July is at the Bank of New Hampshire uh, stage, and it's um, not there in the performance space. It's actually upstairs in their lounge. Um, they were gifted a, a beautiful baby grand piano um, with a couple caveats, and one of them was that the person that donated it wanted it to be used for performances. Wonderful. So one of the development directors there, Cherie Owens, contacted me and said, we'd love to have you in to do like a once-a-month piano bar thing, kind of sing-along. So we've been doing it since March. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And what's kind of nice is it's free. It's you know the bar is open, folks can come in. But just like a, a regular restaurant bar, just come in, grab a drink, sit. Awesome. It's it's for three hours, um, but you don't have to be there the whole time. Sure. Folks can wander in and out. Um, it's been well received. So I did the first couple months, and then I was away for vacation and had some other commitments. Um, so another good pianist, Jim Tyrell, covered mm-hmm. um, June and uh, May and June. And I'm going to be back in July, and then they just confirmed they're going to have me do August as well. Awesome. So they're looking to do this the last Sunday of each month. Um, I think it's great. Yeah, it's fun. You know, Sal Prizio was on, I think, actually in March Mm -hmm. um, on here, and he was talking about the programming coming up, and he mentioned your name, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know Keith. But um, two things I think that is really important. Not only is the Capital Center really working to come up with creative programming for audience uh, across the spectrum, mm-hmm. which I think is hugely important. You know, they're not just doing these presentation events that are the same old, same old. Yep. Um, and to offer something like this in that beautiful space and, and the piano. What kind of piano is it? I'm pretty sure it's a Stein. Oh, mama mia. Yep. Yes. Okay. So that's like a pleasure to play. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Um, to have an event like that, which allows folks to come in and free mm-hmm. i mean hello yeah. why would anybody not take them. advantage yes and it, it's nice too because i've done it this will be my third um, time doing it in july and it's we have you know some regulars that come every month it's never the same show twice because we just sure. we you know i do a couple songs to get warmed up and then we ask people what do you want to hear and cool. it's just we go around the room and folks sing along. And I know Cherie's planning on coming to this one in July with a bunch of Broadway fanatics. And oh, good. Do, if it's three hours of show <laughs> tunes, that's fine by me. Oh, absolutely. So that's the neat thing about it is, like you said, you can't beat the price. Yes. And 6 o'clock on a Sunday, folks don't usually have a lot of other things going on. Um, and if folks you know from the area haven't been to that Bank of New Hampshire stage, it's worth popping by just to yes. see the space that the, bank, that the Capitol Center has curated. Because mm-hmm. I've got friends that live in Concord that... 
I, I do dueling piano shows there occasionally yes. as well. And they go, I, is it the Capitol Center? I'm like, well, it's up the street a couple blocks. But if it's right. if you haven't been, just swing by, have a drink, and check out the space. Even and, that's just worth it, yeah. right? Even if you're just not even into the music thing, I guess. But I'm, I'm definitely planning on joining yeah. you there. I think that's going to be a fun event. It's a lot of fun. And you know what? To be able to sit back these days and just... Enjoy music. I like the full spectrum of music. Mm-hmm. I'm a classical gal, of course, yeah. um, and made my livelihood on on classical music. But mm-hmm. I was brought up on, you know, rock and roll yep. and uh, musical theater, who I think really sometimes gets a bad rap uh, by by folks. I think musical theater, and it's funny because I didn't learn this until I went to Europe and was singing in opera over there. Um, that if you go to any of the great centers of uh, music mm-hmm. in Europe, right? There is this weird, I found it so strange when I was finding out about this, uh, admiration that they have for our musical theater. Really? Oh my gosh, you're not kidding. I mean, there are schools dedicated to American musical theater oh, wow. where they do nothing but show tunes. That's awesome. Yes. So, you know, here I thought in this country, we sort of have like, uh, you know, that's nice kind of Mm -hmm. thing going on with musical theater, right? Go to Europe. And no, they love it. That's awesome. It's like the Americans' contribution to, I think, to 20th century and, and above music is the American musical theater genre. And, um, there is, it's, it's, so American, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that a lot of people, if they have, if they don't have a, uh, uh, I don't want to say a, a negative way, or if they just don't know about musical theater, it really is part of our history. It really is, and so much. I mean, it's funny because you think of these, you know, the the classic Great American Songbook. How many of those Irving Berlin tunes that people know? Yeah. They don't realize were show tunes. They were written for for shows back then, and then you just become part of the zeitgeist and part of the, you know, the Great American Songbook. And yes. that's what I love about these piano bar gigs is you know I do everything from I got to I've still got to learn Lizzo and all those these new artists. <laughs> <Yes>. But <laughs> in the span of two or three songs, you can go from a classic show tune to something from Hamilton to all these right. classic rock songs. And that's what's great about this piano bar gig. And there isn't much else like it in the Concord area. There's not a lot of piano bars really yes. in New Hampshire anywhere. No, absolutely. Because the ability for folks to come and sit in a really comfortable space. It's not like just tables. It's like sofas and comfortable chairs. Beautiful. and um, It was and, what it really was in the yeah. old day. Yep. And come and sing along. And um, it's a little hidden gem there right on Main yes, Street. Yes, okay. I can't wait to go. Yeah. I'm going to really enjoy it. I, like I said, it's been a long time since I've been able to just sit and enjoy music and mm-hmm. not have to adjudicate it or work with it or yeah. teach it. Um, and it's weird that yeah. I have to actually make myself do it. Well, And, and <laughs> I mean, if the weather doesn't change, who knows, you know, another rainy Sunday afternoon, yeah. else, what else are you going to do? That's right. And the other nice thing about this, this piano bar... Um, that I've seen the couple times I've been there is the wide range of folks from, you know, in their early 20s, just old enough to get into a bar to folks you know, right up through well past retirement age. Yes. It all come in, and everybody's there for the same Isn't reason. That just awesome? to live music and sing along. There is nothing like the arts to bring people together. Yep. I know that that's cliche, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody goes, oh, you know, they roll their eyes, right? <laughs> but it is an essential truth from the beginning, yep. from the very beginning of human existence that together, even if it was tribal music, whether it was, you know, worship music, whether it was entertainment music, which is, you know, mm-hmm. mostly what it is now, it is the one thing that has bonded 
groups of people together. Absolutely. And it's still happening, you know, and it's a great thing. So I have to um, point out the fact that when you were just talking about the fact that you can take within like a scope of 10 minutes, you've like hit the entire uh, genre of beginning to the end, you know, within 10 minutes. That really takes a very special musician to be able to do that uh, because it's not about notes. It's not about notes. It's about style and it's about understanding what's inherent in that style. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit of what goes into being a great, uh, like you said, a piano piano guy uh, musician. Um, that's a lot. So I know I, uh, it is. <laughs> and you know, people don't know because they think of pianos, you hit the keys and pretty music comes out. Yeah. But no, that's, that's not true. So I think for me, uh, I've been playing the piano since I was in the first grade. So almost 30 years now. Um, <laughs> It's to to do the piano bar thing and and to to do it successfully. I think it's because I have such a, a well-rounded background. From you know, my teacher insisted that I you know do all the classical training and everything, but also you know my background as a music director in theater. There's a lot of people that I do piano shows with. If a musical theater request comes in, they just don't even look; they just throw yes. it at me because they know I'm going to either know it or be able to figure it out. That's right. Um, and so, like you said, it's a lot about not just the notes, but the style. And we joke, you know, fake it till you make it, which is a, it's a, it's a popular saying, but it, especially in piano bars. <laughs> and, and, and if I get a request for a song that I don't know and somebody really wants to hear it, I'll say, all right, but stand right here next to me and sing it with me to make sure that I do it right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the other thing that piano bars are so unique with is it's, you're not coming to a concert just to hear me sing. You're coming to be involved and engaged mm-hmm. and, and I don't care if you're a great singer or you can't carry a tune. Everybody's there to, for the same reason, yeah. to sing along. And um, so whether it's, you know, musical theater or, you know, like some of the new country songs are kind of easy because it's, you know, four chords. Yeah, Most course. pop music is pretty simple. Yes. So if, it depends on the crowd. It depends on, you know, the mood. But if I can get away with, and I'll say, I've never done this before. I don't even know how it goes. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's terrible, it's this person's fault. Well, everybody knows at that yeah. point, you know. But you just try it. But and, you know, um, your your experience would be able to help you through because yeah. I'm sure that the period that the piece is written really tells you yep, where that sure. where that's going, you know. Yep. We're going to take a little break here on Art for Living. Our ghost, our ghost, our guest is Keith Belanger. And this is Jane Cormier, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Take a little break. We'll come right back. Welcome back. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. This is Jane Cormier, and you are listening to Art for Living. Here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we have a wonderful musician with us today, Keith Belanger, who was just talking to us about an upcoming gig that he has on July 30th, which is a Sunday at 6 o'clock. And again, what is the name of that specific, because I don't want to say Capital Center, because that confuses our audience. So it's the Bank of New Hampshire Bank stage, New Hampshire. which is the sort of the Capital Center for the Arts second stage. It's a beautiful venue, um, just a couple blocks north right. of the Capital Center, same side of the street. Um, they've got a 230-ish seat auditorium in there. Wow, I didn't know it was so big. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's cool because they've got these great retractable seats. They fold up flat against the wall if they want to do like a floor seating show. Very cool. But I've done a handful of dueling piano shows on that stage, and the seats, they you know, they 
unre- the word's not unretract, but I can't think of it. Yeah. Where they come out, yeah. just like a, like a raked auditorium. Oh, how cool. Um, it's a great venue. The, the sound guys there do a great job. The lights are awesome. The, the backstage is very comfortable. But this specific gig, this piano bar, is upstairs in the lounge above okay. the stage. Um, and it's just a it's a free event. Come and go as you please. It's from six to nine. We have folks that come for all three hours. We have folks it's that pop awesome. in. Yeah, it's great. And it's one of the only offerings like it in Concord where you can come to a professional venue. Doesn't cost you a dime. <laughs> um, you know they've got a full bar and. Um, what is better? It's better than that, right? Yeah. Awesome. And you know what? The Bank of New Hampshire uh, is right downtown in Concord. You you folks listening probably know where it is. But I'll bet you like me that there's – because I've been to the Capitol Center many, many times. But you know what? I haven't yet been in that that part of, you know, yep. their their group. Yeah, because yeah, it's not so, the building. And it's cool because if you go upstairs, it used to be the Concord Movie Theater. Yes. And if you go into the venue, they kept the, the you can see the old bricks and the paneling on the walls is cool. from the original venue. Um, Katie Collins, a friend of mine, I got a sneak peek of the place while they were working on it. And I know the work that went into it and the fundraising that went oh, into yes. this venue for it to be there. So to have a, a, a concert space like that in downtown Concord mm-hmm. is awesome. And then for these free, the free piano bar events upstairs, um, it's a rare treat and it's, it, it's a favorite gig for me because also the, the staff from the Capital Center makes I show up the piano's mic the mics I just show up yeah. put my stuff down isn't that great playing. it's great yes yeah. when you have to deal with all of that and then get up to do the performances yeah. life is tough sometimes but uh, yeah that's awesome Bank of New Hampshire so this is a great opportunity if you have not yet been to get in there and see the facility and enjoy uh, a Sunday night concert which I think is a great time mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of Places don't really, you know, do that much presenting, you know. But I think Sunday night is a great, uh, great time to well, do I a think show. Well, I think it, you know, it's six o'clock on Sunday, so yeah. it's not super late. Right. And if you've got to get up for work or school or whatever the next morning, even if you stayed for all three hours, of course. nine o'clock, you're all done. Yeah. And I think it also works out. I mean, for me, because I music direct for theater, like the second one in April, I had a 2 p.m. matinee and the show was three hours long and I. We jumped in the car and raced up to Concord. The 6 p.m. start is great. Yeah. Because you can do your, you know, we get into football season or any folks that want to do that. You can do all your Sunday afternoon sure. grocery shopping chores <laughs> or whatever and then run up to Concord, have dinner at one of the million restaurants in downtown and then come yeah. over for the 6 o'clock piano bar. I know. it Absolutely. Okay. So that's great. I'm, I can't wait to go. I'm going to stop in and have a nice drink and listen yep. to some great music. So who was your favorite uh, composer? Can I so, ask you that? Yeah, sure. If I had to pick one, uh, cliche, but Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel, uh-huh. his whole catalog. Um, my wife and I, our favorite contemporary composer, Sarah Bareilles. Uh, we have really? seen her in concert. We saw her on Broadway when she was in Waitress. We love her. I love her style. Yeah. I love the way she works her lyrics uh, into her songs. Yeah, she real, she's a real artist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I just, I mean, and, you know, I say Billy Joel, and my favorite song is Summer Highland Falls, which not everybody has heard of. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, and we do, you know, you'll get requests at the piano bars. Of course, we're going to do Pan Man and all those, his, his classic hits. Yeah, yeah. But I like going, you know, to some of his lesser known stuff. And yeah. a really popular song that I wouldn't have guessed from him is Vienna. Everybody seems to know Love that. Love that song. Everybody knows it. Beautiful. Um, but the great thing about piano bars is you just run from the, through the decades. You pick, pick a decade and there's songs that... Regardless of when you were born, people can know. And that's one of my favorite things to do. If I don't have a, a list of requests from folks, I'll just start picking songs from every generation mm-hmm. and getting people singing along. Yeah. And that's a ton of fun. I'm sure. And I'm sure that's a great way to get it going. Yeah. So Billy Joel, I don't know any much about him. Um, 
do you know anything about his background? I know he's a classically trained pianist, grew up on Long Island. Um, and he could, he, I mean, he, he's done um, master classes at NYU. And I have oh, one cool. of my, yeah, one of my, I have one of his greatest hits packages, the fourth CD in that was just a recording of the master class and him talking oh, how about, cool. like, for example, Vienna, he talks about how the beginning has that Eastern European flavor with the accidentals and the, and the way it sounds on purpose, because it, and it, he goes into how he was inspired to write that song, huh. uh, because in Europe the way they treat their elderly is very differently. Here they have like the way they place importance on them and, and yes. respect them is very different for me. That's what that whole song is about. Mm-hmm. Um, he really does have songs though that tell stories that, really that tell in depth stories. Yep. You know, I mean, um, what is the Italian restaurant song called? It's um, my favorite song. To play. You know what I mean. Yeah. What a story that is, and and when you listen to that, if you're really paying attention, mm-hmm. you can see. Well, he talks about that song because it's really, it's almost three songs in one. Yes, it's it the is. beginning, and then he talks about how his producer kind of heard all three of those parts and sort of the 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 Sergeant Pepper's thing where he crammed yeah. all three songs into one. He did it much better, I think, to make it work. Yeah, you know, and he talks about how uh, he jokes about how part of that song was inspired by his high school buddies who peaked too early. Yeah, that's the Brenda that's and Eddie. That's part of it. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, that's that is a really great, great. Song. it is I mean I, I that was probably one of my favorite pieces growing up um, you know pop wise and it was because I really thought that he he went to the he went to the edge mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that that piece might have been, been hard to sell at the time oh sure he's, you know? he's got a reference to that in his song The Entertainer he talks mm-hmm. about um, it was a beautiful song but it ran too long if you're gonna have a hit you gotta make it fit so they cut <laughs> yeah. it down to three minutes <laughs> And I'm sure that's a reference to Good Night Saigon and Scenes for Italian Restaurant and all those songs that he has that are six, seven, eight minutes yeah. long. Yeah, but I'm glad he did it because he really, yep. he changed the genre a little bit with that, you know? He did. And it's it's funny because now we saw him at Fenway a couple of years ago. That's the last thing he does before is it? his encore is Scenes for Italian Restaurant because he knows how much people love yeah. that song. Yeah, good yeah. for him, yep. good for him. So uh, does have you ever met him? No. no, and it's funny because my wife's cousin, who lives in Florida, is married to a gentleman named BJ. And yeah, he's named BJ because Billy Joel is his godfather. Oh my, so, that's um, kind of close. When they got married, <laughs> I guess he he was supposed to come, and then he was unable to go to the oh, wedding. And bummer. Uh, my wife went to the wedding. I didn't get to go, and I told my wife, if Billy Joel is at yes. that wedding, and you left me home with the kids, we're gonna have a conversation about. <laughs> but he wasn't at the wedding, so it was all right. <laughs> Yeah, we were that close. Yeah, three degrees of separation. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, that's it. Maybe someday you never know, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we were talking a little bit about the oldies but goodies, mm-hmm. right? So, within that genre, we're talking like thirties, forties. Sure. Yeah. Who who stands out composer wise for you? I like Cole Porter. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great lyricist. He's oh just, my god, very sophisticated. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and lines that you wouldn't think they could have gotten away with. Yeah. Then. <laughs> exactly. and, um, uh, Cole Porter, Irving Berlin. I just Irving Berlin has such a rich, rich history of Boy, music. Those guys are really different. Yeah, they really you know? are. Um, but it's funny because you say Irving Berlin, and, and folks younger than me in their twenties or whatever probably wouldn't know off the top of their heads yeah, who that was. That and then was. you start playing Irving Berlin. They all oh, know the songs. Yeah, but you know he couldn't read music, correct? I know. Yep. He played in certain keys that mm-hmm. he was comfortable with, yep. and everything went from there. I mean, and then you have Cole Porter, right? Who was quite yeah, he was a pretty sophisticated, yeah, just brilliant musician. You yep. know. His do you are you um the tale of the oyster? Do you know that piece? No. You you've got Let's to look it at it. You will chuckle, chuckle, okay. chuckle. Okay. And the people will love that piece. All right. It's a a, a real story. 
It's a story piece. Okay. And if you were in Europe, it would be embraced as like one of the art songs. No kidding. Yes. Have to check it out. Absolutely. From how he said it, from what he put it together. Mm-hmm. And it's just very funny. So so check out The Tale of the Oyster. I will. By Cole Porter. It'd be a great song. Um, anyway, you. it's kind of, this is really interesting. I never really have someone that I could talk to that really knows all this music. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of sitting here thinking, ooh, you know, what else can we <laughs> talk about? Um, so if you're going to go from... Any classical uh, desire to, you know, reach out there? Or is that mostly just what was formative in your technique and your music learning? Uh, that was, you know, like more formative in my technique and my music learning. When I did the concert for you a couple years back, I hadn't done anything like that. Because a lot of the work that I do, whether I'm doing the piano bar work or I'm accompanying for a musical theater production, it's a lot of finding... Either, you know, for piano bar, just finding the groove. For musical theater, I'm filling in all the parts That's that right. the orchestra I don't have isn't playing. Yeah. Or giving the singers the support they need. So yes. it's a lot of kind of almost making up my parts on the fly. So That's it was right. nice to do a, that concert for you where I actually had just very specific <laughs> notes on the page to follow yeah. and just follow the singers. It was, you know, I remember a couple songs. They're still in my iPad from that gig. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I'll pull them up once in a while at church to use for like a prelude. And I'm like, oh, man, I remember all these notes. And, <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, because when you do those classical pieces, you don't substitute. And I've got a couple yes. of the Bach fugues for organ. Um, you don't, you play exactly what's yes. on the page, uh, which is so different from just, Playing basic chords and of just kind of stretching for yep. the singer and, and yeah. doing what you. Well, the, the the whole point of the music back in that period, because some people might not be real um, cognizant of it, was that the composer, whatever they put on the page, was important, mm-hmm. and it was put that way for a reason. Well, and, and musical theater, we talk about it in some of the groups I'm in on social media. If you're, you know, if you're the music director, you've got some flexibility. But if you're playing the keyboard book and you're part of the band, th- those notes are all there yes. for a reason. So play what's written and don't try to vamp too much or make it up as right. you go. Vamping certainly is something you need to know on the yeah. fly. It's a good thing to have, but absolutely. All right, we're going to take a little break here on WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Art for Living will be right back. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester, uh, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And of course, at our website, you can harness any of the conversations that we have, not only here on Art for Living, but all of the other presenters here on WKXL. Uh, Our guest today is Keith Belandrew, who is a wonderful pianist, a vocalist, and a music director here in the New England region. He he actually lives in Derry, New Hampshire. So tell me, how'd you end up in Derry? Um, (laughs) Did you did you grow up there? No, I grew up I grew up in uh, the foothills of Western Maine, up in Rumford. Ah. Um, Came down to New Hampshire, went to school at UNH, never graduated, was terrible at school. Um, (laughs) Met my wife um, doing a production in Wyndham, and at the time we were both kind of on the seacoast. When she got pregnant with our first kid, we decided to move back to the London Dairy Dairy area because my in-laws are in Wyndham. And just Dairy was where we found a house that fit our budget that we sure. liked. And we liked the school district in Dairy. Yeah. Um, so that's where we are. Well, it's certainly, you know, centered right right, right on 93. And yep. for someone that's going to have to probably travel, mm-hmm. it's a good base, I think. 
Yep. So I work. I work actually up in Warner. So I'm up this way all Ooh, the time. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, and so I'm. And I'm also the music minister at Grace Episcopal Church right here in Concord. Yes. Yes. So I'm here every Sunday. So yeah, up like you said, up and down 93 yep. a lot between Manchester for rehearsals for shows that I'm doing and and Concord for the piano wow. bar and for church. You got a and lot all those. going on. Yep. Yeah. You know, the life of a musician is nothing to sniff at. Yeah, we, we, we're never bored, that's for sure. Never bored. And I mean, you know, juggling 16 balls all at the mm-hmm. same time. And, you know, the trick is to make sure that they're all good. You yeah. know, it's a quick trick. So good for you. Um, w- we were talking in the past, in, you know, in the past segment, last segment, that, uh, you know, who are your favorites? And mm-hmm. uh, we talked a little bit about 30s, 40s. We got Billy Joel. We talked a little bit about classical music. Um, what about shows? What kind of shows do you like to... Because I imagine that what you direct could be very different from what you would, you know, enjoy performing sure. or doing. So um, my, I'm the resident music director for the Majestic Theater down in Manchester. And um, Rob does a great job. I don't know how he picks the seasons every year. He's got to read all these scripts and scores and yeah. pick shows. And uh, I'm fortunate that my wife directs a handful of shows and we collaborate together well, that's and he, good. he's starting to give us a little bit of input we'll suggest shows and he'll consider like we're doing catch me if you can that's gonna oh it's gonna close before this segment's gonna come out but um we we sort of asked him like we like this show because we like the music it's kind of kind of a big ba- big band jazz style to cool. it which you don't always get in musical theater yeah yeah um but for me if i'm going to pick a, a passion project to music direct it's more about the story than it is almost about the music because really well, like we just did Next to Normal uh, last fall, and the music for that show connects so intricately with the story, and, and the music—it's tricky, but it, it's such beautiful music. It's just Next to Normal is a show that not a lot of folks know unless they're into musical yes. theater. But the folks that are into it love it. And what's um, it about? Tell us a little bit about uh, it. So Next to Normal is a difficult show to navigate because it's about mental health and mental health awareness, and um, it's about a woman who. Uh, Spoiler alert, it's about a woman who lost uh, her son when he was a baby, but she continues to see him. He's a teenager now because she's, she's got mental health issues okay. because she lost a baby. Yeah. And the whole show is about her and her family unit and how that the mental health affects everybody, not just the person suffering from it. Sure. It's a very heavy show. Wowie, sowie. Uh, the music is, is brilliantly written. Um, if wow. folks haven't heard of it, go listen to it on whatever, you know, however you listen to music called mm-hmm. Next to Normal. Um, that was definitely a passion project for my wife and I because I love the music and she she... She joked when we started the rehearsal process. She goes, this might be the first show I know the music better than you do going into it. Because she was obsessed <laughs> with it all through college. I see. Well, who wrote it? Uh, Tom Kitt uh, wrote the music. And I'm going to f- completely forget the matter. other That's folks okay. who did Just it. Just wondering but, if it was a name. I would. I don't really yeah. know that name. So. Um, but then for me, it's... We do such a wide variety of shows at the Majestic. Yeah. From the that's a that was a six person cast to where the show we're doing right now is twenty four people in it to all these different different style of shows. So it, that's the neat thing about musical theater is it it forces you to keep all of your chops, your classical and your pop and everything kind of up because it depends on what show you're doing can have all different styles of music. Sure, absolutely. So the Majestic Theater, tell us a little bit about that. I sure. mean, when so, did you join them? Uh, I think 13 years ago now. It's been quite a wow, while. Wowie, zowie. Yeah, it's been a while. Good um, for you. I got into it. Um, I started music directing sort of off the cuff. I got asked to do a show up in Wolfboro to accompany it by somebody that I, I worked with. And that sort of very quickly morphed into me being the music director. <laughs> and I, I did theater in high school because growing up in Maine, there's not a lot of guys who can sing. So I got roped into doing yes. 
know, the, a girl I had a crush on said, you should do the show. And that's all that it took it. for me to get into it. <laughs> and um, so uh, um, somebody that was in Cinderella up there in Wolfboro said they need a guy for this production of I Love You, Perfect Now Change. And so I auditioned and just got to know Rob and the, and the company. And he said, I need a music director for my summer show. Cool. And I've been doing it ever since. Wow. Yeah, And it's great. Majestic's been around for it 30, has. 32 years now. Rob started it when he was still in college. Um, Rob Dion and he's been great to work with he's taught me a lot about music directing because when I started there I was you know not even 30 yet I had a lot to learn yeah um, and it's opened up a lot of doors for me and I did that show and then I did a show in Wyndham that's how I met my wife mm-hmm. um, when they did what show was that that was a music man it was their first oh, ever it was their, so show. they had done a cabaret style show the previous year yeah the music man was their first great actual show. Book musical yep yeah and my wife and I are lucky to keep, you know, we work together with Wyndham and we work together for Rob a lot at the Majestic. And, nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's definitely a passion project for us. Um, with three kids, you know, my wife and I both being involved in Tech Weeks a lot. Yes. But we love it. Um, Do you bring the kids with you? My, my oldest was, we did a production of Big last summer, the musical, and my oldest was in it. It was his first time being on stage. Yeah. But no, we, we pay babysitters and the kids stay at home. Oh, but, the, but what's cool is the kids understand where we're going and that oh. we're putting on a show and they've come to see some shows and they understand that um you know mom and dad are in charge because we had a couple issues with my oldest when he first started doing rehearsals didn't understand that we weren't mom and dad while we were there we were you know director and music director yes but yeah the majestic's been great we've made a lot of great friends through the shows that we do there yeah we're lucky to to have rob support and uh and he gives us some creative input on the shows that we get to do now. so tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming up for the majestic in the fall so in the fall um we're in the process of possibly picking an october show um you know rob wants to make sure that we pick a show that we're interested in that also obviously will sell tickets so we can make a little money right um where do you usually perform so most of our main stage shows are actually at the dairy opera house down in dairy Mm -hmm. but the majestic has a 200-ish seat theater in our rehearsal space and we have you know full lights and mics and everything and I think this October show he's looking at doing right there at the studio theater in Manchester Um, and Rob does a great job of picking shows that haven't been done recently he tries not to step on the toes of other theaters around us so he's looking at a couple of you know Halloween-ish kind of shows um, to fit that October space Um, but we haven't he hasn't settled on one yet and then I know we're doing a Christmas show we do a Christmas show every year in December can't for the life remember what it was Um, (laughs) because there's too many Christmases there are and we you know every year Rob says we're not going to do a Christmas carol because so many he goes if you want to see it there's so many other theaters go spend your money there and then come and see whatever we're doing like last year we did a show called um, was it last year they are one together yeah, they do run together, don't Two they? Two years ago now, because it was when COVID was very very much a thing, we did a show called Scrooge in Love, which was like almost a sequel to Christmas Carol. And it was about really? Scrooge going back in time and getting, um, and I can't remember the, the female character's name, but yeah, like her name. a second chance at love with Isn't her. Isn't that cool? It was great. But I remember it was COVID because my wife was the director and two of our kids got COVID. Oh. She was fine. But we couldn't have babysitters in the yep. house. So she had to do all of Tech Week on Zoom through her oh computer. Oh, my gosh. Because I had to be there to obviously lead the band. Holy so moly. Things that COVID changed yeah. that you never would have thought to do. <laughs> yeah, last year we did it. Uh, my wife didn't do it. We did a cute little show called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. Oh, right. I, yeah, I've heard about yep. that. Yeah, cute, it's a cute, cute show. Music. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Good. Yep. Well, that's great. Well, I do know the Majestic's been around for quite a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to what their product is, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So that's great. And so you'll be... St- 
hanging on for majestic music directorship, I'm sure, for a while. Yeah, I think if I tried to leave, they'd handcuff me. Uh, <laughs> no, we love it there. It's like a second home for us, you yeah. know, and our kids do the summer camps there now. And, and every, you know, Rob and Karen, the development director, they're, they're, it's like a second family to us. Sure. And it's just a great place to work and um, collaborate. And, you know, at the, at the end of the day, Rob always says, we want the shows to be great, but we also want people to have a great experience because it's right. community theater. It's by the community for the community. Yes. If we're not having a good time and we're not enjoying putting the show on, then what's the point of being yeah. here? Because we're not Absolutely. we're not Broadway. We're not the West End. We're not trying to make a million dollars doing a show. Exactly. You're filling a need within yep. the community. Yeah. Absolutely. That's really... Uh, I, I, I'm one of these people that um, really doesn't like when other people sort of think that because it's community, somehow it's less professional. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I've been to professional, quote, professional shows that, uh, you know, <laughs> you go, uh, I don't know about that. And I've been to community shows sure. that I've been like, wow. So I think, you know, we have to be careful about that. Just, you know, uh, filling the need in the community um, certainly doesn't mean in any way that that need is less than professional Mm -hmm. i mean i think the only real distinction between professional and community is our actors are volunteering to be there they're there because they want to be and sometimes you get a better experience because they're they're fully invested in the production from day one they want it to be great yeah absolutely absolutely okay we're going to take another little break here and come back on the other side with keith belancher from Derry, a pianist uh wkxl 1450 am 103.9 fm concord and 101.9 fm in manchester newhampshiretalkradio.com stay tuned we'll be right back Welcome back, WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com. Jane Cormier, your host here on Artful Living, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, and, of course, our new 101.9 FM in Manchester. So um, we're having a great conversation here with our wonderful musician, Keith Belanger, who is a pianist, lives in Derry, and, of course, he will be at the new Bank of New Hampshire um, Theater, and on July 30th, 30th, yep, at six o'clock to nine o'clock, and he'll be doing, uh, I don't know what you call it, a piano bar, yep, piano bar, piano bar, yep, and piano you, bar, sing along, whatever you want to call it. It's free, guys. You get into a beautiful place and you can listen to some great music and sing along if you're so inclined. Uh, have a drink if you're so inclined. I mean, it's going to be a great night. So, if you haven't been to the Bank of New Hampshire, you need to go and you need to enjoy the evening. I'm sure it's going to be a great one. Um, so, you know what? We've been talking a little bit about everything, about mm-hmm. you, about music, about uh, musical theater. And I always try to do the fourth uh, quarter or the fourth segment with whoever comes in uh, about about them, you know, to see what are they looking at at the future? What 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 would they like to do? What would they like to see? What are the big-term goals, small-term, short-term sure. goals? What do you see for Keith Belanger in the, let's say, the short-term future? Sure. So um, I feel like every time I think I, I've plateaued with where I can pick up more work as a musician, some new opportunity, like, for example, this piano bar thing comes along. Um, 
I have I have a daytime job. I work for a bus company uh, up in Warner, but I I take on as much music as I can because that's really where I feel like I'm at my best of and course. where I'm most fulfilled. Um, as my kids get older, they're nine, six, and four. As they get older, they're starting to get interested in performing because why wouldn't they? My wife and Yay. I are both. My wife went to UNH for theater. We're both performers, so why wouldn't they? They come by it naturally. Well, I'm trying to help them develop that passion. You know, they're doing summer camps at the Majestic this summer. Um, but also, um, I'm starting to get the itch to act again. I, I'm in, I'm every once in a while I'm on stage. Um, I was in a dinner theater production for the Majestic a couple years ago. And before that I was in Fiddler on the Roof eight, nine years ago now. So I'm starting to get the itch where I just, Good. you know, I want to get on, I like acting. Uh, it's a different challenge. And also I think anybody that does anything with theater, the more different hats you wear the better you are at whatever your main goal is absolutely you know and i know that being on stage and letting having somebody else music direct me makes me a better music director because i definitely learn ticks mm-hmm. uh tips and tricks from watching other music directors that's great um so that's probably short term if there's Isn't a show that, nice? that comes I think along that's great well and it's funny because we'll have audiences from the majestic that will come and see all of our shows that don't know that i i also sing because mm-hmm. they always see me leading the orchestra and playing the piano and every once in a while somebody go Geez, you're you're a pretty good singer. I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> Thanks, I tried. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that's that, such a natural outgrowth of what yeah. you're doing, you know, to get back to the stage and get yep. back to doing some performing. Yeah, and not to be too crude about it, but the hard part for acting is I don't get paid to do it. So well, when you look at income and supporting the family, music directing pays and the, the piano bar work all pays. So I got to find the right spot to be in a show. But it's also, if I'm going to take a weekend off from piano bar work, it's going to be the right show. It's going to be a show that I really want to be in. Yeah. Um, so I have an idea. Sure. Why don't you write your own show? I'm not a great composer. You could do it. I've tried, but I just, coming up with the subject, I'd rather just do somebody else's work. My wife will make fun of me because when we do a show together, she as director and choreographer, she always says, I'm, I'm coming up with stuff. She goes, you just get the book of music and teach it to people. All right. Well, yeah. And she goes, I have to make everything up at a thing. She's not wrong. I mean, I don't know how she comes up with half the choreography she does when she's doing a show, but, (laughs) um, yeah, I, I've tried composing. I've got exactly one song that I've written that's any good. It was a wedding present for my wife that Aww. I wrote yeah, um, for our first dance. But other than that, I've not much of get composing. You know what? I don't know that I've ever heard of a show that dealt with everything that a, that a, compo- a musician mm-hmm. has to go through to do their craft. Because like you said, you have so many hats, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're the lucky 1%, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that can actually do it full time. Because right. that is an extraordinarily small percentage of folks that can do that. Yep. Um, and that may be good, that may be bad. Who knows what that is? It's just what it is, sure. right? But you have the plethora of, of us that, that have to mm-hmm. get through the daily grind and yep. raise our kids and pay our bills and it's a hard thing to do. And I don't know that I've ever seen a show that delved into that, you know. And whereas you're a piano bar guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm kind of thinking like Billy Joelish, you know. I mean, how, but with your topic, you know, the topic of how to get through, uh, how to get through a life and still be fulfilled and, and creative and, and, and build your life around your music. Think something to think about, maybe. I'm gonna have to share the uh, share the proceeds <laughs> with you if this becomes successful. No. It was your idea. It's all yours. It's all free. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'd be great. You could sing in it. Uh huh. You could play in it because you could play, obviously, right, yeah. right? And you're acting. 
Um, and you wouldn't be beholden to anybody that's for an residuals, idea. right? Yeah. It's all your story. Huh. So, you know, maybe that's a long-term goal. Yeah. Write that down so <laughs> yeah. I don't forget. You'll have to write it down yourself. Yeah. I'm too old to remember. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so if you, if you get on the stage, um, I would assume that you could become union pretty quickly if you got into a couple of s- small union gigs and then get a card and then go out and audition. Oh, geez, I wasn't thinking it. I was just talking about like doing local community Why? theater productions. I look at your 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 whole uh, man. I, I've got to give you some <laughs> woohoo stuff. I mean, you know, you have a great resume. Yeah, maybe maybe when the kids are older, you know, my my wife and I joked that if we'd met three years earlier, we would have run away and been on a cruise ship together well, and why done not? that kind of. Gig. You could still do it. Yeah, once the kids are older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also don't know that I'm a good enough actor to actually ever do that professionally. I just like it. I just like doing it. What's well, um, good enough? I guess. You know what? You study it. You watch it. You've been on stage and and you perform. Mm-hmm. Even when you're in the pit, oh, you're yeah. still performing, right? I mean, it's just a different genre of doing that sure but get some training and go out and do it i that's what i would do i i my husband and i or my ex-husband um we had two kids and we brought them with us mm-hmm. as much as we could to be involved in the operas they've sung in many operas um i don't know that they actually really know entirely what they were singing but um you know we had six seven year olds is singing in italian and german and oh, cool. um, yeah being with some pretty good singers so yeah. They, but you're right. There was a real challenge in how to juggle mm-hmm. all of that together. And um, I used to tell my kids, you know, you've ha- you're at 13. You've had more experience than some <laughs> some adults. And I used to say, just go do some summer stock. Sure. Do a couple of seasons of summer stock, and you get your card. And once you get the card, you can go to any audition mm-hmm. that's in New York, that's in Boston, that's in Los- wherever you might want, and uh, audition for, for roles. It, it sounds daunting. I think people hear that and they go, Ugh. But the truth is, is the most people that are acting, that are performing professionally out there, are doing it not necessarily because they're the best. <laughs> they're doing it because they followed the project the trajectory of how you get there well i think that follows for any like even the work that i do as a musician i think half of half of anything is showing up on time to putting in the work putting it you know being a responsible professional person yes. regardless of what what um endeavor you're talking about i think that's part of the reason why uh, i've been at the majestic for so long and been successful with other theaters is because i mean i'm, I'm good at what i do i'm a good musician but mm-hmm. i'm professional and respond and nice yes people like working with us because we're not mean yeah yeah um and i think it's same like you said with the actors because it's hard you have to put in the study and put in the work to, and show up to the auditions at whatever showing time. up uh, to this i you know i'm an old old lady now when i work with my young singers i tell them that you will never ever underestimate the importance of showing up. Mm-hmm. That one audition absolutely that you didn't go to because you were tired yep. or you couldn't afford the plane fare or whatever yep. is the one inevitably that would have been the linchpin. Well, you know, the, um, the TV show <laughs> Friends. Yeah. The barista Gunther. Okay. I, God, I, I, I didn't watch that closely. He's, but a, go ahead. he's a recurring secondary character. Okay. It was an extra who got that job because he was the only person there that knew how to work the cappuccino machine. <laughs> So you just, you never know what's going to happen when you show up. I know I, this is a story I love to tell, and I wish I had more of the details, but there was a, they were auditioning, I want to say for Chicago, and Bob Fosse was in the room, and he was one of those people that watched everybody from the minute they walked in. Mm-hmm. And she had a great audition. She was vocally great. She was a great dancer, and the entire audition board said, we're going to cast her, and Bob Fosse said, nope, I don't like the way she spoke to the piano player. 
Yeah. And that's it. Oh, you bet your butt. Uh-huh. Once you get to that level that you're auditioning for that first right. 1%, they miss nothing. Yep, but it's, it's about be, be nice, be kind to people. Of course, whatever level. Yeah. Of of you know profession you're. Yeah, on. whatever you whoever you meet coming up, you can also meet them going down. Absolutely. is what they used to say. So, yeah, there's a big lesson actually in that. Absolutely. Well, isn't this interesting? We're we're finding out all this other stuff. So long term, <laughs> where do you see yourself twenty five years down the road? 20, uh, 25 20, years. Twenty years. Twenty. I mean, twenty years down the road. I'm sure I'll still be doing. <laughs> As much music as I can, whether it's music directing or the piano bar work. And there's a comfort in that, isn't there? Absolutely. Because yeah. there's always a market for it, regardless of what what I do well, whatever genre it is. Yeah. People are always going to want to hear it. That's right. Um, I love to get my kids um, involved in music. Uh, they, they all seem to be interested in it. Um, and, you know, as my wife and I get, you know, more financially comfortable and the kids get out of the house, I'd love to do more stuff with my wife because she's a great singer. Awesome. And nobody knows it because she's always, she's she's gotten into directing. And Put her in your directing. show. <laughs> For sure. And um, she's a great singer and a great dancer. Um, she's been dancing since she was a little kid. She can tap like nobody's business. Oh and my. So that, that that's um, probably short term and long term is to find a show for us to be in and be on stage together would, there you be, go. would be great. All right, so that's that's a bullet point. You got to put that up yep. on the fridge. That's the goal. Got to get there. You can do it. <laughs> I have faith. So I think we're almost out of time, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Um, if folks want, I have a website, cablelandermusic.com, um, and I'm on all the social medias, cablelandermusic for Instagram, Twitter, and all that. But um, yeah, July 30th at the Bank of New Hampshire stage in downtown Concord should be the last Sunday of each month. Check either their website. They do a great job with their publicity. Yes, they do. Um, love to see some folks at this free piano bar because it's not often you get free anything live music anywhere <laughs> That's around. right. Absolutely. Well, I'll see you there, Keith. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks we for having me. It. This is Art for Living, Jane Cormier, your host, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We'll see you at our next segment.